Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. So in 2002, wow, long time ago, in 2002, I delivered an extemporaneous radio commentary. I was then doing Afternoon Drive in Philadelphia, was not syndicated, was reaching a local market, large market, but a local market only. And in 2002, I delivered a, a commentary extemporaneously that a year later, for whatever reason, I decided this needs to be in print. This needs to be a column. I was then a newspaper columnist as well for the Philadelphia Daily News. I want to read to you a column that I published December 4, 2003. If you have Clowns to the Left of Me, Jokers to the Right, American Life in Columns, the book, this is one of the uh, columns that made the cut of the 1,047 that I, I published during the time that I was a newspaper columnist, complete with an afterword that I will deliver to you as well. This will only take a moment, but I'm curious as to whether it stands the test of time. I'm curious as to whether my observations from two decades ago are applicable to today. Ahem. There's a battle underway between the coloreds and the whites. Nobody wants to talk about it, even though it's got nothing to do with race relations. It's been brewing for years. The stakes are high. The survival of Christmas as we have known it is at stake. To protect Christmas past will require nothing short of a rebellion. I want it to start right here and right now. Let me explain. With Black Friday behind us, the mad dash toward the holidays is now underway. And you know the drill. First comes the shopping, then the holiday tipping, next the caroling, then midnight mass, and finally the gift giving. And all along the way, there will be decorating. And that's what's got my goat. It's those decorations. We've got to stop them. The white ones. They are everywhere. It didn't used to be like this, not when we were growing up. Back then, we all looked forward to the Christmas season and Christmas decorations, all of us, regardless of religion. But how did we celebrate that special time of year back then? By putting up lights on our homes and along our main streets. Not just any lights. I'm talking big, fat, colored Christmas lights. They were red, they were green, they were orange, and they were blue. They were bright, they were gaudy, and they were everywhere. And they were beautiful. And they were Christmas. 
every year it was the same thing and life was wonderful. And then something happened. We got a little more education than our folks. Our jobs were a rung higher on the ladder than where they had toiled. And we moved into houses that are a little bit larger than the ones in which we had grown up. And once we got there, we somehow decided that we were no longer colored light people. No, now we were white light people. Yeah, white lights, petite, non-offensive, uniform white lights. The lights of power and prestige, the lights of suburban panache and urban glamour. And so the colored lights were banished to the basement or worse. Well, I for one have had enough. This emperor of Christmas present has no clothes, and I am prepared to say so. White lights are boring. White lights are sedate. White lights are pretentious. White lights are for fakers. White lights are un-Christmas. There, I've said it. And I am prepared to do something about it. I am finished with white lights. I am tired of being a phony. I am returning to my roots. I am going back to colored lights, and I want you to join me. Go to Kmart. Find the colored lights. The bigger, the better. Pull out a ladder. Put them up everywhere. Colored lights. The survival of Christmas may depend upon it. And if you're familiar with my book, Clowns to the Left of Me, Jokers to the Right, I then attached an afterword to every one of the columns that I thought worthy of republication. So when did this book come out? Three, four, five years ago? Here was the contemporary afterword that I published at the time. This column sprung from an extemporaneous monologue that I delivered on radio one year earlier, which is 20 years ago. Coming back from a commercial break, I told the audience that after my program ended, I planned to pick up my wife and kids and go pick out a Christmas tree at our local firehouse, as was then our custom on my wife's birthday, December 7th. By the way, not on her birthday this year, but back to the same firehouse as 20 years ago, and that's where we got this year's tree. Back to the afterward. Then I observed that we'd become white lights people like the rest of the families in our neighborhood. I said that I felt as though I'd abandoned my colored lights childhood roots. Well, the phones began ringing off the hook with callers offering similar confessions and observations about how they, too, had grown up in a colored lights home, but had somehow become white light people. It was one of the more memorable segments of radio with which I've ever been associated. Still true, by the way. Years later, people still approach me to weigh in on this debate, and I wrote a few follow-ups in subsequent holiday seasons, noting continued change with regard to the color of our decorations. For the Sunday Inquirer, December 21, 2014, I wrote this. I no longer want to be the sort of faker who displayed white lights, and for a decade, I walked the walk. My family hung colored lights outside our home and on our tree in the family room, but in 2014, I confessed, 
not this year. The tipping point came when my wife relayed that after driving past our home, a friend, Dr. Martin Snyder, derisively referred to our exterior as Whoville. And that was it. We went back to White Lights. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.